Welcome to Friendship with Kendra, the podcast. We are on episode 19 and we are bringing back one of the most popular topics, friendship breakups. I am back with my friend Terry Flanagan and we're going to talk all about friendship breakups, how to do them well, what to look out for. And we took it to Instagram to get some questions from the listeners and we are answering some of those questions. So grab your favorite kind of chips and let's get started. All right, Miss Terry, it's our second time talking, I know. but about the same topic. Because we could talk all day about <laughs> friendship, right? I mean, we have been for 20 minutes. Right, we have been. I just didn't press record, <laughs> but we are recording now. Um, but we're talking about friendship breakups, yes. part two. Yes. And that's, do you know why we have like reconnected on this whole topic? Do I? Well. Why have we? Why have we is because you, the episode that we recorded together, I got the most feedback on it. Amazing. And people like had more questions yes. about it because yes. I think you mentioned this in the first episode we did. There isn't necessarily, people don't talk about friendship breakups because they're messy and uncomfortable. 100%. Also the Bible doesn't really give like clear guidelines to friendship breakups. So no. we're kind of like in this limbo period yeah. of figuring it out. Yes. And so I think people are really yearning to be like, how do we do it? And if it needs to happen, what do we do with it? 100%. So we're going to talk about that today, but I do yes. have two questions okay. that I think is important for the listeners. Okay. Uh, number one, it's been a year since we talked about this last time. Yes. Wild. So what have you been doing in that year? How oh, have you filled man. your year? You okay. Know? Like, a, like, a, like a quick synopsis. Yeah. If yeah. You like will. the 411. <clears throat> okay. That is great. So um, full. So full. Full. Full is a good word. I think we've talked about this. I don't like the word busy. Because busy seems like I'm being bad. unintentional. Yeah, busy seems oh, bad. Busy is sense. like you have no intention in what you're running around doing. But full says I'm really intentional. About and how you fill your days. It's about how I fill my days. I told someone recently, my, I feel like my life is like college-lined paper, oh. but with like phenomenal big margins. Oh, that's So good, it's Terry. really full, but I keep so much margin in my life so that if someone needs something, if I need something for myself, we can drop it all uh, and go. We could probably all learn. I could self care, or I can go hard love someone. Have you or, always been like that? Yes. You've all, oh okay. You've oh. always operated yes. in a very full yes. way with margin. Yes. Dang. Okay. I probably could talk. That is really important to me. That. But also, like, I just and I'm lucky with the job that I have that I I get to have space like that. Yeah. So it makes it flex hard because a lot of what I do with consulting and working with different clients keeps my life incredibly full, but I have the luxury to fill it in the fullness where I want. And okay. so I can be available if needed. And I love it. I yeah. love that. I do love that. So I've been full. Okay. In the fall, I burnt out for the first time in my life. First time in your life? Ever. Wow. I burnt, burnt out at like 22. You did? So. <laughs> you, oh, peaked, okay, you peaked early. Have you been in a burned out season since? There's been glimpses, but I know how to handle it better because of counseling. Okay, I love counseling. Yeah, me too. Plug for counseling. But I'm not, yeah, I would say like I can see when it's starting to like fizzle. Yes. And then I know how to like get it back before I'm at that stage. Yes. But wow. Yes, first time, because I'm a a go, 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 full, 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 self care, self care rest, binge on Netflix kind of gal. But (laughs) I realized my brain, because of what I do with so many different clients as a strategist, business consultant, chief hype girl, I call myself often, my hands are in so many places that for the first time I felt like a, like a, like a pinball machine where it just was like, ding, 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 ding. And so while I'm a good multitasker, my brain was so exhausted. 
from keeping up with six emails and five calendars and you know it right. just that was overwhelming. six email accounts not six emails yeah, in oh your there is not no 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 well, we I have, think that's I hired that, like, someone to help is. with that oh, yeah no that's good yeah because you saw when you needed help so anyways really full this spring has been fun we were just talking about this I just got to go to New York and re- release a fun book and yes you know, I get to do a lot of fun things with a lot of really. You got fun to people, meet a lot of cool people, like Jimmy Fallon. Okay, I saw the picture. Huh? He seems very. He seems great. Do you is know he he's tall? Um, I did go to his show when I was. In I high did not school, know that. Like from a, he looked tall, but on TV you wouldn't know. No, I thought he was like a like just cute. You know? Right. No, he's yeah. tall. He's really nice. But anyways, that's what I've been up to. It's been wild. Yeah. And I love it. Oh, that's great. But my favorite place is my home with my five people. Aww. I'm such an introvert, which is shocking to people. Does that surprise you? Um, well, I think I know that. I think I knew that about you. So it does yes. not shock me, but I can see why people would be shocked because shocking. of your energy, yes. your ability to go, go, go. Yes. You know, you do surround yourself with a lot of people, it seems like. So. Yeah. Like yesterday I had the opportunity to go to a happy hour and I was like, yeah, no. Like <laughs> at someone's house. I was like, I'm really good in my quiet house. <laughs> What's wrong with me? Is but no, age? I think that's great. Is I'm much age? more of a homebody than I ever thought. I know. I mean, but college, I wasn't. No, I not was college. About, Same. But Same. look at us now. We're different. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, and then, since yes. the last time we talked, what have you learned about friendships? Okay, so. Have you learned anything at all? Listen, listen, listen. So, I think we actually talked about right after this podcast came out, and you did so kindly tell me just how responsive people were to this podcast, and that was really fun. Um, and secondly, what is wild is I reached out to you recently because we had talked about doing a part two right. conversation, but I reached out to you because I, the Lord's kindness of redeeming and restoring friendship for me yeah, in the past two months has blown my so mind recent. in yeah. places, honestly, Kendra, that I had written off and mm-hmm. I was like, well, this is just, this is, these are just going to be hard areas. God has planted me with, you know, here in in this place or in this place or with these groups of friends. And like, this is just, this is just going to be my story. And I don't think that I, I gave God enough Godness, you know, to I, like move and that to move. kind of wrote it off. Yeah. But we all do that. We all sure. write off yes. areas because like we can't focus on that yep. anymore. And in the fall, it all started, I feel like the, the started the dominoes kind of started in, and my friend Jen gave a really good message at Camp Well, and she kind of threw out what she was going to talk about. And oh, I wow. think this message was for me, but she talked about just remembering what's right in front of you and right under your feet, especially when it comes to relationships. And I think I was so stuck in the heart mm-hmm. of relationships and re-listening to our conversation previously, man, I... I, I, you know, listening on the outside in, I'm like, man, I was really humble to be like, I don't do this well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's been really messy because that's a hard thing to admit about yourself, that yeah. you're not the best at friendship, like, or that it's just been kind of a dark season and yeah. a lot of things coming at you. But I realized I was so stuck in what I never was going to have again, that I did not see what God had already given me. Mm-hmm. And, oh man, that was something to grieve. So that's kind of happened. The Lord has started to just, I was in one week, he restored two areas of friendship in my life that I had written off. And I think he's just revealing and refreshing my confidence in who 
I know to be because I think, yes, because I think when you go through, tell me if you relate, Mm -hmm. hard friendship, family, like whatever this hard relationship thing is in your life, I think you forget who you are and the lies are louder. Yeah. The lies are louder. Yes. And you start to question, am I the problem? Is it always me? Am I the common denominator? Do I really have anything to offer people? Can I ever be a friend again? Yeah. Yeah. And so I feel like I'm walking out right now. Like, like I am, I, it's messy, but like, I am a good friend and I'm starting to remember who I am again. Oh, I love that. That's a huge revelation since the last time we talked, Terry. Uh, yes, it is. (laughs) All right. So we listened to part one. I'm going to recap the three points you had. Teach me, Kendra. Oh yes. Okay. I'm repeating back to you. Number one, um, friendship is hard. And gets more complicated as we get older. Oh, sad times. And that was funny to re-listen to, too, because he said, tell yeah. your daughters that it's just not ever going to get easier. Yeah. But like you said, you might get more confident right. in who you are. Yeah. It doesn't necessarily get easier. Mm-hmm. Okay. We don't want fans. Yes. We want flame stokers. Yes. And that's necessarily, you were saying, we don't, we don't want cheerleaders all the time. Right. We want people that actually build us up or maybe speak into the places that we might not be good at and kind of call us out a little bit. 100%. And then the third thing you said is God intended us to do life together. Yes. But not just to do life with everyone. Yes. Which is, I mean, every time I hear that, yeah. I'm like, yeah, yes. And yeah. there's freedom in that too. Yes. Because then you don't have to say yes to every engagement you get invited to yep. or and I think like you have I'm, to be there for everybody. And I think this is where, you know, even in a lot of things we talked about, I was like, and I'm not doing it. I, there was one question you asked me and I was like, and I've never done it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Like, have you put that into practice? Absolutely not. No, I haven't. But I think it, it has sounds to do with, good. Like, reconciliation, <laughs> like reaching out and apologizing. Yeah, it's having something. Something. Yeah. But I will say with this one, I feel that. like what was that point? It was we can't do life without everybody. Yes, I am finally comfortable with that. I am comfortable with being invited and saying no because I don't think it's a healthy place for me to go. I am, you know, one of the stories I brought up that has been one of the most painful was kind of just some college tension with some friends. And, you know, I had to remove myself, like deleted myself off a group, like had to make some really hard decisions. And my biggest fear came true this year about being excluded from something. And I stayed with some friends because I was like, I I want to still have a relationship there because this is really cool and I want to be loyal. And my worst nightmare, like the thing that I thought I would miss out most on if I removed myself from those friends happened. And I saw it via social media. I felt it and everything in me desired to be there because of my friendships Mm -hmm. and loyalty. And I wasn't invited. And my husband kind of saw it all going down and he was like, are you okay? And I was like, I knew this would happen. I I hoped this would happen. It was a great thing. And I feel really left out and I'm okay. Yeah. But this has taken a lot of work to be okay with not having to be friends with everyone. And we'll talk about that because that was one of the questions that somebody asked. So on social media, when I knew Mm -hmm. that we were going to sit down and talk again, Mm -hmm. I said, what questions do you have about friendship breakup? Yeah. And so I got a lot of responses, but I kind of pared them down and I can kind of put them into buckets. Sure. 
Um, one uh, bucket would be like the action, like how do you actually end a friendship, which I know we kind of talked about in part one, but maybe we'll kind of get into it a little bit more. The answer is not get in your bed and cry and just never bring it up. That's not. Oh, that's a good It's not. <laughs> doesn't help. I okay. mean, it sounds good, but like doesn't work, you know? <laughs> no. Um, the second bucket is like how to grieve it. Yep. And let it go. Yeah. And the third one is accept it. Yeah. And like, how do we accept oh. that they're ending kind of thing? So okay. um, we're going to dive into some of these questions. Let's do it. And Terry and I talked about before that some we don't necessarily have answers no. to all of these, mm-hmm. but I have a feeling we'll have some good dialogue and maybe there'll be yeah. some. That takes the pressure off. Let's just have yeah. conversation around them. And if we don't know, we don't know. We don't know. Yeah. Okay. That's Great. Okay. It is. Okay. So if you go through a friendship breakup, mm-hmm. how do you navigate other friendships around that were also like close in that circle. Okay. This is me right now. Like, I think this is why I was reading this and I was like, Oh, okay. This Cause is, we talked about in the first one how messy hard. it is because it's, it's usually so connected. Oh, it's like a things. spider web, especially if you do life in very close proximity with people, you know, it can become twisty and challenging and right. also wonderful and great and hard. But excuse me, I will say going back to that point of we don't have to be friends with everybody. And I think one of the things that I'm learning most, like I said, is being willing to say it's okay to stop going to things Mm -hmm. or it's okay to stop putting yourself in situations where you don't feel safe. I was thinking about this question and, you know, a lot of things when you have to be friends with people, maybe you weren't before or this friend's connected to that one. Social settings, I feel like, are the hardest, right? So if I get together with, you know, Jenny and Jenny's friends with some other people that I don't really do life with anymore, like, I feel like that's okay. Like, one-on-one, we can kind of navigate that. Social settings are hard. So I was thinking about this, um, and I was thinking about two questions that I would ask myself, and I do. Before you walk into the social situation? I do. And I was just telling you, you know, recently we got invited to something, and I decided we weren't going to go because I asked myself these two questions. Um, Will someone be there that I feel safe with? So, you know, navigating spider webbish friendships, you know, you have to have somebody that makes you feel yourself and somebody that makes you feel safe. Maybe that's a spouse. Maybe it's a friend. It's always nice when you walk into some, like a place and you see someone you know and you just are like a magnet. You just, yeah. Because you just like don't want to really work the room. Truly. And it's like, hey, I still want to be present in my life. But I just need to be careful who I do it with and just have somebody there that's kind of that safe blanket, you know? Yeah, that makes sense. Um, And the second thing is, have I left these environments before and how did I leave feeling them? Oh. How did I leave? That's a lot of self-reflection. Well, this is what I'm working on here, okay? (laughs) And I'm realizing that sometimes you can go and be in these tricky situations and you can leave and be like, that was good. Other times you can leave and it can cause and root up in you. We talked about fruit last time, like just spoiled fruit. It can bring up bitterness, resentment, anger, you know, and I, one of the most important things I have learned, like light bulbs flashing, let's make a billboard. Okay. Is that I have to sit back and it is a lot of, this is called, I've been in counseling, right. And I'm doing the work. I am realizing Do I like the experience of myself on the other side of this person? Okay. 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 Are you following me? Do you like who you are? Yes. Do you like like maybe how you like talked when yeah in conversation? It's like if I was a fly on the wall watching me in this group or Mm -hmm. with this person, 
do I like how I'm experiencing oh. myself? Yeah, that's a okay. good one. Do I cower? Is that who I am? Mm-hmm. Do I try to over over be present because I'm trying to like numb something that I don't want to? So I am realizing more and more that I want to be around people that I like who I experience myself to be. And that doesn't mean those are in perfect situations. I mean, right. I I just told my friend Penelope, we were texting and can I, let me just, can I read that text? Oh, yes. I was going to um, bring this up. So this is perfect. Is this too soon? No, 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 no. I think it's great. Okay. Because you did something that's hard. Yes. <clears throat> and it has so much to do with this, you know, how do you navigate these friendships and it's all kind of twisty and experiencing myself, right? And I texted her and I said, thank you for calling me out and telling me to let go. Please always be that friend to me, especially as we start to navigate harder and harder things. I want you to have full permission to sit with me and help me figure out when I need to lean in and figure out when it's okay to let go. And I will trust you. Like that is not saying number one, I want fans. Like that girl is one of my biggest fans and I am of hers, but also that's the kind of friend that I'm saying, Hey, I want you to call me out on it. I want you. And so you know, we will talk about this. How do you experience yourself with people? Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. So this has to, I know exactly who asked this question in my head mm. um, because her and I talk about this a lot, yeah. but what do you do when you seek clarity on a friendship? So like you reach mm-hmm. out and say like, Hey, I'm not exactly sure what happened, but we're not as close anymore. Mm. And you receive no response. Oh, like, so like on the crickets? other side of it, like crickets, like they don't necessarily want to talk about it, obviously. And you maybe you've reached out a few times. So like, and you might not have an answer, but like, what does that look like when you're seeking understanding in a friendship that's rocky and could be heading towards a breakup, but you don't see any effort on their end to go into that topic of conversation? Okay. So mm, this is difficult because I'm the worst at this. Both sides. (laughs) I'm really bad at saying you hurt me. Okay. Like, you don't even want to engage no, in that conversation? No, I don't want someone to know they hurt me. Oh, okay. And you know, it's fun. For, not fun. A mutual okay. friend just told us we were on a double date night, and she and I are in this new group, like friends who are trying to get together and do like every Friday. Oh, fun. Like, com- like committed, deep community together. And this came up. And she was like, so you're telling me that you would not tell me if I hurt you? And I was like, yeah, I would not. And she's like, that does not feel like a safe friendship to me. And I was like, oh. oh, I mean, she's right. She's not wrong. But is that because you just are like, I'll just deal with it myself. Like, it's fine. I live in this mentality of if everyone else is okay, I'll be okay. And that isn't, but am I really okay? Absolutely not. Right. But I can see why you um, But what do you do when someone is. Who just doesn't want to engage. Crickets. In a- well, can we go. Okay. Let's, let's do this because I am bad at this uh-huh. and on both sides, but I, but I believe that I believe it because it actually says it in um, God's word that the truth will set you free. And what I'm realizing more and more right now is the most loving thing you can do in a relationship is tell someone the truth. I need to start working on this. Me too. Um, so deeply, but that is hard and it may not feel good. And we're not also responsible if we bring in loving kindness, truth to the service, then we're not responsible for someone's reaction to that. Right. If we are right with the Lord, we have prayed about it. Like, you know. We're doing it from a 
good uh, place. We are. Like We're doing it from place. a posture of humility and kindness. Do you have any thoughts? Um, the only thing I would say to it is if you're not getting a response, is yeah. that's like a good indication that you're not that other friend isn't going to give you what you need. Yeah. And so to like figure out how to like process yes. through it and like close that door. Yeah. Yes. Um, and not like fight for it anymore. Yes. But I like to fight for things, or at least I like to like end things with a bow. You do. I feel like you want closure. Yeah. You want to land the plane. But don't you think every? I mean, I feel no, like I don't. Have... <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, you don't care. Okay, that's well, a fun. Fact. Okay, listen. Fun fact. I'm only thinking about that not in friendship, but in mirror. Like again, with friendship, I'm like I'll just not be okay, which makes me feel okay. It's yeah, twisty. So it's ret- not. It's retreat. I it's guess. not good. But like in marriage. My incredibly loving, amazing, wonderful husband always wants to tie up with a bow, land a plane. He has all these, like, sayings. But you just said you like that, too. Yeah, but in my time. Oh. Mm -hmm. Oh, I'm always down to land the plane. But, like, I want to land it when I want to You want to land it. Yeah, give me some time. Okay, so let's talk about grief really fast. Um, I know. Because we talked about episode one, we we mentioned grief and, like, grieving friendships. And so... Why is it so hard for us as humans to grieve something? Like, why is grieving such, maybe it's not hard for everybody, Mm -hmm. but I feel like giving us time and space to like be okay with something ending Mm -hmm. is not the norm. And we just like to go put on a face and that's that. Well, with friendship, nobody talks about grieving friendship. We talked about this. Like, it feels okay to, you know, to be sad about a boyfriend. Right, like the high school boyfriend that you drive by his house and listen to the sad Rascal Flat songs. I mean, I I, yeah, weird. I like I parked down the street and my. What song was it again? Was hun- it what hurts the most? What? Oh, I mean, all of them. <laughs> I mean, and you would just like sit there and look at his window and cry. It's so, but like that's acceptable. <laughs> but with friends, like I'm not gonna go sit yeah, in my car the songs and don't cry. Hit the same with they really friends. don't. Yeah. Um, and that would be weird. Um, but. But I think that allowing us the opportunity to be sad that a season is over is okay, as long as we don't get caught up in romanticizing the past. Oh gosh. We have we talked about this? Like, yeah, I just do it all the time. Yeah, yes. it's what the Israelites did. I mean, part of where they got caught up in so much sin and so much repetitive patterns is the fact that they would rather go back to when it was unhealthy right. and hard rather than believe in the hope of where no, God no. was taking them yeah. and what he had for them. And I'm like, that is the story of my life a lot of times in friendship. It's like, I would rather go back and let it just be hard and messy because it was it's too hard walking in the wilderness, yeah. believing that God has something else for me. Mm-hmm. Like, I'd rather just go when back. you haven't seen it yet. Uh-huh. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, well, we just need to be sad. And that is okay. I love the book of Nehemiah. And it talks about he like went away and he grieved and then he got up and he did the work. And that's yeah. always been, and I don't think there's a timetable to being sad, but if I had stayed in this place of like, well, this is in ruin and here's the rubble mm-hmm. and this is really hard and I don't have these friends anymore and I don't get invited here and this doesn't look the same. And I actually really love being friends with them. And that, I mean, we could go on and on and on. If I was so stuck there, then I would not have realized what's right underneath my feet. Mm-hmm. I would not have realized who God had given me. And so even if it doesn't look the same way as it did, that's yeah. okay to be sad, but I don't need to be romanticizing and living in the past right. and not seeing what he has for me. In the fall at Camp Well, 
I told my very closest friends there that I really felt like God was calling me to let go of some things. And Mm -hmm. and that word, like, let go. And since December, I have tried to let go of things. And I think what I've realized, and that's relationships, that's some other bigger things. And I really felt like the Lord was asking me to let go. But I think that what I heard the Lord telling me was not let go. You know, we hear that phrase like let God. Yeah, let go which and is let God. So cliche, but I I really think I really felt like God was asking me to let go. And what I'm realizing is, oh, he like he just wanted me to let him be him. Mm. And allowing that and opening up my hands to that specifically in friendships and relationships, I am so at peace right now with who I do life with, um, who I do life with that's connected to the pain of the past. Yeah. I'm okay. I'm um, I'm okay being lonely sometimes, and I wasn't before. Mm-hmm. But it's because I'm like, this is a better place than what was. Yeah, this, you can see that. Yeah, and I think, too, I was um, talking to my dad yesterday, actually, and I was talking about emotional health. And what happens when we become, we're on a trajectory of becoming more aware and becoming more emotionally healthy. Well, those that aren't, you start to like, there's a gap gap, Mm -hmm. and you start to leave them in the wind. Not that other people aren't trying to do the work as well, but like when you are on this path of caring for yourself, you're in counseling, you are processing and, and thinking deeper, deep, and thinking deeper (laughs) You know, yeah, it's Friday. It's Friday. Um, When you are on that journey, it is hard to be in relationship with people who aren't at least moving a little bit. And I'm okay with that. I'm okay with leaving people in the wind. Is that bad? No, I don't think that's bad. And it actually goes into a question. Okay. No, no, I don't think it's bad at all. I think it's actually very self-aware. Okay. Um, Somebody asked, how can you accept the peace? Mm. That comes with the friendship breakup mm-hmm. and not feel guilty. So how do you not live in this place of guilty? Okay. Yes. Guilt, well, and I think this say. comes with being on the other side of pain. I yeah. think this comes with, even if God does not here on earth restore, he, in two little crevices of my life, he has restored it. That doesn't always happen. But I think this confidence that you can gain in letting the truth be louder than the lies. You know, I think about... Um, where I find peace right now is being very selfish mm. with the friends I allow myself to spend time with. Now, one of those friends is Penelope, the friend that called me out, right? Yeah. But I am doing this new group of friends, friendship with girls that just feel, women that just feel incredibly safe. And I don't feel like I have the capacity in my life right now to do life with people who don't feel safe because time is running out and Jesus is coming back. And I want to have the energy. I want to have the health emotionally. I want to have the backing by people, both good and bad, like calling me out and cheering me on of people who are running with me. Um, There's like a sense of urgency. There's a sense. You haven't felt necessarily before. Yeah. And I, I am too full with my life, with work and other things to waste time doing friendship with people who I do not like myself around. And so my priorities have shifted to, I need to do this special place with Mm -hmm. the safest people and I'm going to go find them. And 
you know, I was kind of friends with this girl and friends with girls, this girl, and these two were kind of friends on the side. And I literally sent a text like, one day and I was like, us five, how do we, how do we do this? And literally the next Friday we got together and we were supposed to meet every other Friday. And it just was like, it was every Friday. Every Friday. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that's kind of what I did. And yeah. I would encourage people to yes. like, listen, like pick up what people are saying, because yes. one of the reasons I started a Bible study I did mm. was because I heard other girls in my life saying like, I don't have community or I don't have a group. And so I was like, we'll just start a group. Right. We're still together to this day. Of course, yes. some have left or like sure. moved, but we still meet every Wednesday night. And it's because yes. I heard people saying the exact same thing over yeah. and over, which was and like, you were don't like, have. Let's just do this. Right. So, very, yeah. so sometimes we have to be the initiators. Yeah which sometimes we want people to initiate with us. Yes. And I was reading this also, like how have I found peace and Uh confidence in myself? Um, It says in Romans 12, instead think sensibly as God has distributed a measure of faith to each one. Now, as many, as we have many parts in one body, all parts do not have the same function, right? So it's that whole chapter about that. Well, here's what I have realized. I am a special, unique person. And that is not, everyone does not want that, okay? And, you know, and I'm okay with that. Like, if I was going to say I'm a thumb, you know, you might be a kneecap, right? you know? Like, if we're all part part of the body, body, Mm -hmm. why am I wasting my time, like, when when somebody doesn't want to utilize the thumb? Mm -hmm. Like, if... Like, trying to, like, win them over, like, like, try to... That is the part of the body that God has called me to be, you know? Right, so I'm going to offer For example, the thumb. So I just need to be in places and spaces where I am used how God intended me to be used. And I'm okay with that. Yes. Well, you're like, you're a beautiful thumb. If Thank you. think you. you're a thumb. Yes. Thanks. And very important. Um, and so I feel like we could talk a long time about friendship breakups, yeah. but do you have anything else you want to add before I ask you the last friendship question of the podcast? No, it's just you know, in reviewing kind of when you sent over the questions of like, hey, let's have conversation about these. I think I'm still realizing there are no answers for any of this. Yeah. And that's it's just life experience. And like, I actually think the there's best. answers for marriage. Mm-hmm. Like, I think there, but this whole friendship thing, I just think God talks so much about love and grace and, and being a light and being part of the body. And, but there's and honestly not, doing life with others, but yes, it's like and not community, examples of what, but it's not, specific um yeah I just want to function in how God called me to be I love that yeah and the people that recognize that will yeah come and the people that produce up. good fruit like right. I don't want no spoiled fruit you know no. and if the fruit falls off the tree because it makes a mistake and hits the ground I want someone who's gonna like put that in the basket and take it to the sunshine counter and like put the tomato up there to get ripe like oh, you know what I mean right. Right. That's, that's, what I that's a sweet analogy. Thanks. Yeah, that's really Thanks. sweet. Okay, so usually at the end of every episode, I ask, what's your favorite kind of chip? Okay. But I've already asked you that. Yeah. And so now I want to know, what's your favorite chip compliment? Meaning, mm-hmm. um, what do you like to go with your chips? Is it salsa? Okay. Guac? Okay. French onion? Can it be, you know, oh when boy, someone's you like... did this the last time. I you were did. like... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm excited to see how you answer. Like, you, you know, when you're like, are, what's your favorite type of music? And you're like, well, we kind of get... You always a twist with me. Nothing makes sense. I'm going to go twofold on this. 
Because if I were to, like, if you were to say, what's your favorite kind of dip? I'd say, well, guacamole, extra lime. I'd rather make it than get it at a restaurant because I like it very, super citrusy. Okay. I like it a specific way. You know, I like guacamole. But if I'm thinking about, I told you my favorite chip is the Mediterranean chips. Right. And the end of the bag is all crummy and I just like shove it in my mouth. It's so good. Like with that kind of chip, I would love like a warm blue cheese dip. Oh, have you ever I been to a you fancy? Were going that way. Okay. Yeah. Have you ever been to a fancy restaurant where they have like blue cheese homemade chips? Yeah, they're delightful. And it's just like, like crumbled on top. Phenomenal. Sometimes like with some honey drizzle or something. Oh, so maybe some hot honey. <gasps> oh, we and love then some hot green honey onion in oh. the Lagrange household. Yeah, we're big hot honey people. Love it. Okay, that's good. So maybe like a. Well, what's your favorite condiment with chips? Um. That is a great question. When I was growing up, my mom and I would watch like Oprah and eat French onion, you know, dip with chips. Okay. So like that brings back nostalgia. Sure. Um, but I do love a good guacamole. Okay. Yeah. Have you ever done ruffles and ranch? No. Let's have them together. But I could get down with that. I'm really into a it. Certain kind of ranch in like high school. Valley or like yeah, like cheap grocery yeah. store. <laughs> like if it was high school, yeah. The cheapest. Okay. Ranch and ruffles. Get down with that. You're welcome. All right, Terry, thank you for talking about friendship breakups and all the wisdom. Any time with you is time well spent. Thanks, friend. One of my favorite takeaways from the conversation with Terry is the whole idea of being open to what God is doing through breakups, even though they're messy and hard and there's no right or wrong way to do them. Actually, there probably is a wrong way to do breakups, but the whole idea of there's probably some kind of redemption on the other side of the breakup, Um, maybe not reconciliation in the friendship, but I bet there's a glimpse of good or something good that can come from a friendship ending. So just being open to seeing what that could possibly be. All right. If you want to connect with Terry, I will put a few links in the show notes for you. And I look forward to talking to you again on another episode. Until next time.